contest foam welcome to knickknack news i'm alex and i'm anthony and my first story is technology news this is from TechCrunch, and the headline is mm-hmm raises a hundred million dollars which is a fun thing to say to people who don't follow tech <laughs> <laughs> and yes i almost exclusively I, brought this story because of the headline yeah it's a pretty good headline. I have no idea what that is. I didn't I'm, either. I'm uh, excited to learn about it. Okay, so from the founder of Evernote, mm-hmm, oh. is a startup born of the pandemic, maybe more so than any other, providing improved video chat tools, including automatic background removal and advanced presentation features. So basically what I've gathered is it's kind of like Zoom, but enhanced Zoom. <laughs> Zoom in and enhance. Um <laughs> But it's spelled M-M-H-M-M, so it's just pronounced mm-hmm, which is... That's such a strange choice. It's such a strange choice, but I kind of like it. I kind of like it I mean, lot. it's one of those things that you, you like, remember it, because, like, oh, that's different. Yeah. But, Where do you work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, what? But I... What do you what, like, what program funny. are you using? I mm-hmm. think here's the thing though. I think that that's funny the first time. Yeah. But then if you were like an employee of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like that would get old really fast. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Yeah, you're probably right. Um but actually from the like the images they had in this the article, it looks kind of cool. It looks like you can basically give a presentation but like pop in yourself, like be in it almost like a weather report or something where you're kind of like in front of your presentation and like able to like gesture towards it or like they had one where it was like a circle cut out with their head in it, like next to their presentation slide. It was kind of fun. That sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's basically taking like the background removal tools of other platforms to the like logical extreme. (laughs) Um, All right. But anyway, the company, which is just over a year old, has now raised a total of around $140 million thanks to a fresh wow. injection of $100 million, first reported by Bloomberg on Tuesday. They never say where that money comes from. Hmm. Um, Maybe mm-hmm. it's not public knowledge. Uh, the company was built on the idea that current video tools really fail to provide users with access to all the potential that modern technology offers, mm-hmm. particularly when it comes to presentations. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, mm-hmm's core presenter tools help your meetings look more like professional newscasts than simple slideshows, and the company has steadily been adding features and improving its performance through frequent iterations since its founding. Uh, currently, mm-hmm, sounds good. <laughs> I can't guess the name. Currently, mm-hmm works in tandem with the. With the existing video services that people use for virtual meetings, including Zoom, but Bloomberg reports that the company is going to go standalone as well and introduce a mobile app version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can really put some flavor on it. Mm-hmm. How many different ways can we say that? Mm-hmm. 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 all right this is a tangent anyway that sounds cool yeah it's (laughs) still still a strange choice for the name but it's entertaining it's entertaining yeah i kind of like it i think it's hey they raised millions of dollars already so so it did something yeah cool good for them 
I look forward to seeing where that goes. Yeah, me too. Okay, my first story is animal news. This is from denver.cbslocal.com. Okay. The headline is, Bear climbs through open window of home in Boulder County, eats cat food. Oh, that seems fine. Yeah. um, This is going to be a really short story, but basically this happened in Boulder. Uh, The Colorado Parks and Wildlife... Uh, People say that a bear entered a home through an open window. It ate a bunch of cat food Mm -hmm. and then just left the house. And there were people at home when this happened, (laughs) 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 which is like crazy to me. But they were not injured. Nothing happened. But I guess there were people in the house when this occurred. But the bear just wanted the cat food. Yeah. And this article also mentioned that uh, people in Colorado should be wary of bears because they know how to open doors. And get in your house. So, um, hmm. I don't know what you do to prevent that, <laughs> but I guess like locking your lock doors, your doors seems like all a day. Good start, yeah, yeah. Make sure like deadbolt them, probably. Yeah, like deadbolting them. Yeah. And huh. then hopefully you don't run into that one bear that like broke down somebody's door last year. Right. Was that last year? I don't remember. No, we've definitely talked about somebody. Yeah, bear break-ins. Yeah, we've had a good string of bear-related stories lately. Yeah. We're reclaiming our former title. <laughs> the our title? Source, the what source, was our title? The premier source of bear news. Okay, yeah. Yeah. When we we won that Webby. <laughs> we we are the premier source of bear news. We can just decide that yeah. right now. Yeah, it's decided. It is decided. So what I learned from this is bears like cat food. Hmm. So do cats. <laughs> that's That's true. <laughs> I know that from experience. My next story is health news. This is from Reuters. Smart foam material gives robotic hand the ability to self-repair. What? <laughs> Self-repairing robots. That's that can only be fine. <laughs> I just I just realized the listeners can't see the head thing that I just did. So I did like a... To explain, she moved her head (laughs) in every possible direction. (laughs) And then said, what? Yep. And now you're all caught up. Yeah. Uh, So Singapore researchers have developed a smart foam material that allows robots to sense nearby objects and repairs itself when damaged, just like human skin. Okay, that's somewhat scary. A little bit bit scary. Yeah, the part that the headline kind of berries is the fact that it can also sense things now um which i will explain Uh, okay so they're they call it artificially innervated foam or ai foam uh it's a highly elastic polymer created by mixing fluoropolymer with a compound that lowers surface tension this allows the spongy material to fuse easily into one piece when it's cut according to the researchers at the national university of singapore so basically if it gets cut or scraped or something it will fuse back together just by nature of what it is. Oh, okay. Um, Lead researcher Benjamin T says, there are many applications for such a material, especially in robotics and prosthetic devices, where robots need to be a lot more intelligent when working around humans. Uh, To replicate the human sense of touch, the researchers infused the material with microscopic metal particles and added tiny electrodes underneath the surface of the foam. Uh, When pressure is applied, the metal particles draw closer within the polymer matrix, 
changing their electrical properties. And these changes can be detected by the electrodes connected to a computer, which then tells the robot what to do. So it's basically creating like a nervous system, like <sighs> sort of like a yeah, robotic yeah. nervous system in this. So yeah. like when like pressure is applied, kind of like how when you like electrical signals, when you pass press through. your finger onto something, you feel like, I mean, it's electrical signals that are con- yeah. conveying to you that you're pressing on something. Right. Same idea here. It's the metal, the metal particles drawing closer together and like that affects the electrical properties and it can detect that. And that's. Wow. So cool. Um, This feature enables the robotic hand to detect not only the amount, but also the direction of applied force. Uh, This could also allow prosthetic users to have more intuitive use of their robotic arms when grabbing objects. Yeah, so could definitely see some interesting uses for this in in the field of prosthetics. Definitely. And like, wonder if you could get something closer to like an actual sense of touch back for some of these people. Yeah, because um, their like research has been direction. done already in that direction with like implanting like electrodes in the in a prosthesis and then hooking that up to like existing nerve structure, like in mm-hmm. maybe like your upper arm or whatnot. So like that's kind of been shown to work. So yeah, if this could just be an improvement on that and making it more like more fine tuned, because um, right. right now it's just kind of like almost like crude things. Like you, you can't really like, it's almost like having a button on the finger or something as opposed to like, well, it's more like you can't, it's really hard for people to do complex, like touching like tasks, like telling, like gripping things at different types of grips or like with different forces. Like that's just one example of like, okay. Things that are actually pretty complex for that require you to be able to like feel and tell like how soft or how hard the thing is to know, like how to grip it and how Mm -hmm. to like hold, you know, stuff like that. Um, but it sounds like this type of like advanced signaling could, you know, really help with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Plus like the idea that it could repair itself too, seems really valuable for a prosthetic where I imagine those are easily damaged and not cheap to fix. So probably, yeah, it just seems like all around a really cool idea. Yeah. That is really cool. So hopefully it goes somewhere. Like a self-healing phone. There's probably other uses for that too. Now I'm just trying to think like. Where else could you use? I mean, I don't know. I can't think of anything right now, but I'm sure that there's plenty of other applications for that too. Like that's such a cool idea. Yeah. My next story is food news. This is from Reuters.com. The headline is a tie in Washington eating contest, 34 burgers in 10 minutes. No. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Oh no. Yes. That's too many. <laughs> it's not too many. Oh. It's been done now. No. Um, the, the reigning queen of Washington's annual July 4th burger eating contest had to share her championship trophy last Friday. Uh, her name's Molly Schuler, a mother of four from California. She ate 34 burgers with buns in 10 minutes. And actually, she has a record of 35. So she didn't even beat her own record. <laughs> Anthony's making a funny face right now. Um, <laughs> this just, is the <laughs> annual Independence Burger Eating Championship hosted by local fast food chain Z Burger, which I've never heard of. <laughs> it's local. Um, according to this article, she has an annual nemesis, professional, uh, fellow professional eater Dan Killer Kennedy from Pennsylvania, 
who I guess also usually enters this contest. And he also ate 34 burgers in the 10 minutes. So they were tied. So they both won. Between the two of them, they ate 68 burgers. They did. In 10 minutes, yes. That is so upsetting. (laughs) Does it make you feel any better if it was just like, that? if I tell you that it was just a plain patty with a bun? No, because that's kind kind of what I assumed it was already. I assumed it was like the minimum viable product as far as a burger goes. Yeah, it's a minimum. 34. Okay, that's like... Okay, every minute uh-huh. you have to eat. <laughs> Here we go with easy mental math live on the podcast. Uh-huh. If you ate, imagine eating two burgers a minute. Uh-huh. That's only 20 burgers. Yeah. <laughs> but like two burgers in one minute, that's like so much. They ate more than that. They ate, they ate 3.4 burgers per minute. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> but like I can't even imagine oh. eating two burgers per oh, minute. That's- Ten times. I can't even imagine eating two burgers in one minute and then just being done. Just I can't two imagine <laughs> eating one burger in one minute. I'm, I'm a fast eater, but I that's... I think I could eat a bur- one burger in one minute if I, I really I wanted could to. I could if I... Yeah. But it would, like, be painful and uncomfortable, I probably. Yeah, I but like, be happy about it. I think I could eat a burger in one minute. Like, yeah. I definitely could do that. Yeah. Two burgers in one minute would be really a challenge. But, like, if I really wanted to challenge myself... Maybe I could eat two burgers in one minute. But then I'd be done. I'd be, like, yeah, full for, like, two days. <laughs> so, <laughs> for two days. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, bonus bonus story. Uh, over the 4th of July weekend, there was also the famous Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest that happened mm-hmm. actually on the Sunday. The hamburger contest was on Friday. Um, and a guy named Joey Chestnut <laughs> oh, yes. set a world record... Um, by eating 76 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes. That is... 76! That is foul. Have you ever watched the people that do the hot dog eating? Oh, no, I can't. You can't do it? It's disgusting. Because, you know, they like... (laughs) Should I not describe it? No, it's okay. I I know what you're going to say. Yeah, because they put... They do two at a time. Yeah. And they eat just the dogs, and then they dip the buns in the water so that Mm -hmm. it's basically just like mush, and then eat that. Ugh. Because otherwise, like, the bread would be, like, too much. It would fill up your yeah. stomach or something. That's, like, the strategy. Oh, no. It's so gross to watch. It honestly is very gross to watch. Yeah. But, uh. The bread exists yeah. as a defense mechanism of the hot dog to prevent you from eating so many <laughs> so quickly. You're bypassing yeah. that defense mechanism when yeah. you do this. Yeah. Which is, which is just attacking the laws of nature. You know, hot dogs. The most you know. Natural food. <laughs> My next story is technology news. This is from Engadget. Sony's next speakers are back, and now they're for remote workers. Um, so, a next speaker. <laughs> you know what my first question is going to be. Okay. Uh-huh. So, you know, like those. Air like those pillows people sometimes have on airplanes that yeah. go around your neck. Mm-hmm. It's basically that, except it's a speaker. It's small. Okay. It's more compact than the pillow, but it goes around your neck in a very similar way. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, Sony announced that. I'll show you a picture of it. Sony announced the SRS NB10 on Tuesday. It's a neck band speaker. The company says is designed with remote workers in mind. 
Um, so it's set to cost $150 when it goes on sale later this year. Uh, it promises up to 20 hours of audio playback optimized for your ears alone with drivers that are angled upward. So like it's just on your neck, but it like plays the sound in such a way that apparently people around you can't really hear it as long as the volume isn't that high. Okay. Which Interesting. Quite comfortable, honestly. It's just yeah. super silly to look like, at. Better than having headphones. Right. Probably. Um, hmm. Yeah, like I said, as long as you're listening to something at a relatively low volume, Sony says you don't need to worry about distracting colleagues, roommates, or family. You know, the three categories of people that might be around you. What um, about people on an airplane? That's too, they're not in the list, so probably. Not. <laughs> they're, too, they're too close to you. It probably doesn't count. Not, yeah, I don't know. Burp, boop. <laughs> Sorry, I don't I don't know what it was. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a buzzer of disapproval. <laughs> we'll explore that later. Um, <laughs> the, this uh, the SRS NB10 isn't only a speaker. However, you can also use it for voice and video calls. Uh, I don't know why they. I mean, obviously, voice not. It's not doing anything for video. It's fine. Uh, so thanks. <laughs> You can use it for a video call, but yeah, like as I mean, a speaker, just right? as a microphone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Which. I don't know why they felt they need to differentiate the two. Like, obviously, one implies it. Anyway, thanks, okay. uh, thanks to two beam-forming microphones and its built-in voice processing technology, Sony claims the NB10 will make it easy for people on the other end of the, hall, of the call to hear you, which is ideal for <laughs> a, <laughs> for a phone situation. call. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. So many obvious things stated in this. This is, again, something I, I brought largely for the headline, but also for the pictures of it. Um, it goes on sale in September if you want one. Um, okay, I'm excited to see the photos because is it? Oh, that's not that bad. Yeah, it's actually kind of sleek. I was expecting it to be like a, I don't know why, but I was expecting it to be like a collar almost, like a. Oh yeah. Like it looked like you ha- you have like a popped collar or something on with this thing, but no, that's no, actually like it's that's pre- not that bad. It's actually pretty small. Um, but yeah, it's, okay. it's the kind of thing where I'd kind of want to try one before I bought one because yeah. I'd be curious just how well it works without like distracting people around me. Um, yeah, I'm not totally opposed to the idea, but it yeah. does look a little silly. Yeah, although when when AirPods were first a thing, that's true. People thought I those looked a thought little that silly. looked silly, and then it's one of those things people you just get used to it. Like they still kind of do, but like I have them. Oh, they so. definitely look silly, but I definitely love them. So and they work really well. So yeah, and they fit in my ears really nicely. And they fit in your yeah. So like it is what it is, right? Yeah. But maybe that it'll be the same thing maybe with that too. Maybe that's the future. I actually think I have a I've, my reaction. My first reaction to that aesthetic is not as negative as my first reaction was when I first saw iPods the first time. AirPods, you mean? AirPods. I'm yeah. sorry. I meant AirPods. <laughs> iPods. Ugh, look at this rectangle. <laughs> Not, 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 no, I hate this, Air, this sorry, music I meant, rectangle. <laughs> what is this music rectangle? <laughs> Get it out of my sight. Take it away. Anyway. Yeah. No, I, right, want, that's I, want, cool. I want somebody I know to get one so I can try it. <laughs> so if anyone's listening yeah. and I know you, <laughs> go ahead and buy um, Yeah. Yeah. If you get one of these, let us know. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Okay, my next story is world news. This is from CNN.com. And the headline is, a 112-year-old 
man in Puerto Rico has set the Guinness World Record as the oldest living man. Oh. Congratulations, sir. So not the oldest living person of all time, but the currently, at this time, oldest living man. Gotcha. Is this man. Okay. Um. A former sugarcane farmer in Puerto Rico has been confirmed as the world's oldest man by Guinness World Records, um, just a few weeks shy of his 113th birthday. Emilio Flores Marquez was born on August 8th, 1908. That is so... Which, when you think about that, it's like, whoa. So whoa. <laughs> Both world wars. <laughs> that is like... He just lived through everything. The entire 1900s and mm-hmm. the first 20 years of this century that is, it's a that lot wild. it's really amazing yeah um so yeah and then the article gave some like background on him like that he was the second oldest of 11 children um he helped out in his father's sugarcane farms so, like when he was a like, young boy he would like water all the plants and then like load sugarcane into wagons and stuff and that was like his job for a long time um he says the key to a happy life is quote have an abundance of love and to live life without anger, which I thought Aww, was nice. That is nice. Uh, the oldest living person on Earth is a woman who is 118 years old. Um, her name is uh, Kane Takana. She lives in a nursing home in Japan. Um, and apparently in March, her grandson told CNN that she is gunning for the record for oldest person who's ever lived, which um, that record is currently held by someone named Jean-Louise Calment, Calment, a French woman who died at 122 years old. Oh, so she's so, still got a few years to go. She's, she yeah, it's only that. four years, but yeah, she's getting close. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I just thought that was a, a neat thing that they announced last week. <laughs> that they're yeah. like, we have a new <laughs> oldest man. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. For, for him. It's cool. Like... Yes, good for him. That's, That's just, like, really I, amazing. Yeah, wow. What do you do with all that time? <laughs> you reflect, and you have these, like, really wise quotes. That's like, true. Like, live your life with an abundance of love and without anger. Like, that's a that's, that's very a wise. Quote. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good job. Mm-hmm. All right, it's time for Breaking News, the part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today, and we read them to you on the fly. Mm-hmm. Ready, set, go! Go. Okay, I found this on Variety. Pride and Prejudice-inspired reality dating show ordered at Peacock. (gasps) What? (laughs) Uh, I don't know whether to be afraid or excited. I think the correct answer is both. Um, okay. So Peacock has ordered a reality dating series inspired by Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice, if anyone didn't know who wrote Pride and Prejudice. Um, the series, titled Pride and Prejudice, colon, An Experiment in Romance, is an original <laughs> format that will see a, quote, heroine looking for her, quote, duke. I don't know about that. Uh, uh, trans- okay. Transported to a Regency-style England, a group of eligible, hopeful suitors will have to win the heart of the heroine and her court. What? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Wait, is there just one heroine? I think so. So it's like The Bachelorette. Yeah, it's basically The Bachelorette. (laughs) 
Downton Abbey but style. It, yeah. okay. So it says from carriage rides and boat rides on the lake to archery and handwritten letters to communicate. <laughs> <laughs> they will they will be immersed in a time traveling quest for love. <laughs> so yeah, basically just like old timey bachelor. Thing I've ever heard. This is the best thing I've ever heard. I will one hundred percent watch this. Yeah, I just like, I will watch this. <laughs> Is this what makes me get a Peacock subscription? Because I just, <laughs> it does sound this, pretty stupid. This is like, okay, but but it's the kind of show that like, yes, it's really stupid. But at the same time, like, it's going to be entertaining. Like, oh, yeah, you know no, it's going to be entertaining. I mean stupid in the best possible way, of course. <laughs> um, I also liked this line. They just kind of threw in at the end of the story. Peacock is also working on a competition series based on the classic arcade game Frogger. Wait, what? <laughs> and they didn't give any additional information. They just, that's how the story ended. <laughs> okay, it's like, what is that about? Okay. I, I um, did it say that people the, are running across? Like, like, people have to run across traffic. Like, traffic, that seems yeah. dangerous. Yeah. Um, do the people have to wear, like, the old style clothing also? I don't know, but I hope so. I hope they're going all in on this. Yeah, I think they should go all in. Mm-hmm. Like, they shouldn't be in modern clothes, but, like, in that setting. Because that yep. would be, that would be jarring. Like, they have to, like, the girl, like, if it's if just one woman, she has to wear dresses. hundreds you don't deserve me in my 2021. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree. I think they should go, they should really go for it. I love this idea. <laughs> It's You've like, completely come around to it. I have. Yeah. Like, when you first said it, I didn't know what I was going to think, but I think this is the next Love is Blind. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's the next hit. Yeah, I don't know if I want to get a, a Peacock subscription, though. I know. That's the only thing. It's like, uh, <laughs> I don't want to subscribe to Peacock this, just for that. This, this podcast is not brought to you by Peacock. Yeah. Or, um, or, mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. we weren't we weren't that mean to them. Yeah, we just made fun of the name a lot. <laughs> just the name. All right. I wait, wait, when is it coming out? We don't know, probably yet. Uh yeah, they didn't say Okay. That. All right. Well, stay tuned. Okay, so I found this on UPI. Um Virginia Angler sets state record with three pound nine ounce goldfish. Whoa. So this guy caught a goldfish in a creek which first of all i didn't even know that was a like are there just goldfish like around in rivers and stuff in this country i don't know i don't know animal crossing tells me yes <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty accurate with real things but i don't know if they're yeah. like actually no i think you can only in find the them US. in ponds in animal crossing oh okay so never mind. Well, this is a, it was a creek, it says, so I don't... I mean, maybe somebody released one in the wild. I don't, they're very hardy, so they can survive in, like, cold weather and stuff, Mm. so... Well, apparently this one was three pounds and nine ounces. That seems very large. Look at the picture. Oh, oh, wow. That's, that's really cool. Looks almost golden. I mean, goldfish, I guess. I mean, it is a goldfish. (laughs) (laughs) But it's, it's this huge fish, so he, he caught this fish... Um, it's 16 inches long and yeah, and he set a state record with it, but I just was like, that I didn't know. I don't even know goldfish got that big. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen one that size, like, that size and shape. That's very strange. 
Yeah, it is. I, I wonder if it's just it was an anomaly fish, and he just happened to catch it, and he set this yeah, this record. So, I've got goldfish in my pond outside. Do you think I could get them to be that big? Maybe you just have to feed them like a lot of food. I guess protein powder. Probably. Yeah, like protein powder. Like I'll veggies. just sprinkle that in the water. <laughs> That'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably they'll 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 like it. Yeah, they'll just absorb it through their gills. Right. Yep. Whey protein, goldfish's favorite. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday, and as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And while you're there, we haven't asked in a while, leave a little uh, rating or review, uh, depending on the platform. I, I don't know what all you can do on all of them, yeah. but <laughs> whatever it is, assuming it's a five-star rating system, five stars exclusively, please. Yes, we would love if you would rate our podcast. Yeah. It helps with discoverability. Yeah, and five stars, specifically. <laughs> and leave a review. We love to read them. Yes, we love to read the reviews, too. Uh, and you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews, on Twitter at at knickknacknews, and on Instagram at knickknacknews. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.